Welcome back to the podcast, and as always, let's get straight into it. Today we're going to be doing a day's reflection, and if I'm not mistaken, this should be our fourth one so far. If you can remember, a day's reflection is just me going through today or the past couple of days and picking a couple of things that are that that came out that I remember, that I recall, that I want to talk out through. And it's normally three to five things, and most of the time, if not all, it's three things. Today, we're going to be talking about three, which are confidence, childhood innocence, and the end or the consequences. So I hope you can tune in all the way um, and listen to all three topics. First up is my journey of attempting to increase my confidence and becoming more assertive. The idea here is I've noticed that I'm not as such and that being more assertive and being more strong and strong held into my beliefs would benefit me versus me being a people pleaser right now. And the journey has been, I mean, I haven't achieved it for the last couple of years for many reasons. One of them being that through observation, I haven't necessarily found anyone that was so confident yet at the same time so humble. And the idea here is that I'd like to still hold on to my true self. I'd like to hold on to who I am, the traits that I like about myself, while still being assertive and and, and being bold and being confident. And so the idea is that if... I was trying to be more confident and erase something, right? It was create something um, and get rid of something. It would be a lot easier. But the, the journey that I've been on is the concept of bringing in confidence and balancing it out with who I am, which is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And for a minute or two, I did try actually creating confidence and, and decreasing or erasing some of the other stuff. And I didn't really like it. Um, through observation, I've realized that the people who are really confident and that, that show and display confidence really have what have have a higher sense of ego and self-esteem and self-worth. And, and one of the things that I admire about myself is, is how humble I am and I want to keep that. And so how do I balance everything out? That was the question. Do I still have an answer? Absolutely not. Are we going to talk about it? Absolutely, yes. Some of the, the, the things that I've, that I've tried um, in this journey is to stop looking for acceptance, to stop fearing rejection, and to stop avoiding failure. And we're going to work backwards here with, with um, not avoiding failure, and apologies for the double negatives um, that they will continue to happen throughout this podcast. Failure really for me, I mean, as, as everyone, you fear it. You fear failure at to your core, at the core of who you are, and and it wasn't until I actually practiced failing that I realized that it was actually pretty fun. Um, once you give yourself enough grace to actually fall down. And it becomes more about the journey than the actual destination. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But an example is when you're riding a bike, you will fall down and fall down again and again and again. Um, but you realize at the end of it that it the worth of actually being able to ride the bike and, and the idea and the freedom that you had as a child about riding the bike and that goal was a lot more worth it than the thought or the actual act of falling and hurting yourself. And so that's the journey. Um, you, you admitted, you submitted to that journey. And that's the same thing with failure is that after a while, it's not the falling 
that really gets to you, but it's the act of getting back up. It's the act of trying again. And I, and I have to be specific here. It's not about the idea of riding the bike. It's not necessarily. Um, deep down, it's not. At the surface level, it absolutely is. It is about being able to ride that bike with your friends and go places um, and, and be part of a group or, or whatever it is. But at the core center of it, um, when we're looking and we're relating this this concept to failure, it's really about the act of getting back up and, and trying again, the, the feeling proud of that. Because once you get on that bike and you ride it for about a week, you get bored. As human beings, whatever goal it is, you get bored and you're looking for the new thing. So the question is, why are we consistently, constantly looking for the new thing if we're achieving the goal? Because ultimately, it's not the goal, it's the journey. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a stomp that I've overcome and, and I can, I will be the first one to tell you I failed and how I failed and how I'll fail at it again. Um, working backwards, uh, stop fearing rejection. This one is, uh, was also a bit, bit of a hard journey. It's not completely over yet, but it's in the way that I'm conquering it is is similar to failure where you just have to keep doing it again and again, which means saying no more often, not trying to necessarily fit in as much. Um, but but in effort of all of that understanding that through it, you will not always be welcomed. You will not always be accepted. And it's not always to your face. Sometimes we think that going out into the world is about people being genuine whether they like you or not up front but through social media through just the the nature of humanity you can have someone be nice to you but behind your back or in another room they you know you're you're the worst human being ever um and so it's the idea that you can't control that and that humans aren't all necessarily good at heart and so um i i I don't necessarily know right now the difference between being naive and being gullible but I do think it. I was a, a bit more naive. Um, I would. I wouldn't say I was gullible. Uh, and so, it's practice. It's practice in a sense, and it's just rewiring and and reframing that perspective of what rejection really means, and is it worth it to be rejected and to continue being yourself, or going back right now for acceptance or to be accepted and to lose part of yourself. And that takes us back to our first point regarding confidence is, you know, to stop looking for acceptance. And what I learned through that is my need for acceptance made me less of who I am. And why is that? Is because when you're looking for acceptance, you're constantly comparing yourself, which means that you're being more like others, you're dressing like them, you're eating like them, because you want to be relatable and you want to be part of the conversation and you want to be included. And so for that, it all revolved around the external. It all revolved around others' opinions for these three stomps of confidence. That was my past journey and effort to increase my confidence. And and obviously, it hasn't necessarily all worked out, um, except the, you know, the, the failing. <laughs> That's worked out tremendously, and, and I hope that I will continue doing it. So we're still working on the other two, but... Um, my goals with increasing confidence um, will be explained here in the next two uh, daily takeaways or reflections. 
Our second reflection is related to our previous podcast of childhood innocence. So if you have not heard that podcast, as always, I will recommend you go back and uh, just take, I think it's less than 15 minutes. So take a few uh, minutes and, and hear me out on that one. A glimpse or, you know, a conclusion of the ideas that we discuss is that there is just some traits that we held as, as children. And I call it the childhood innocence because it just, it speaks that way to me. It's when you held certain traits that were so pure and uh, in, in that you ended up losing them at some time into your adulthood. And now we don't have any of them. And the two that I specifically talk about for me revolve around creativity and imagination because those were the two that, that, I mean, that was my world as a child. And that's what my innocence revolved around. Of, uh, uh, revolved around. And today, uh, what I'd like to talk about is that I actually thought of some more and, and there are three. And so I'd like to add to those two. The idea of these traits is that during your childhood innocence, um, it, these traits were infinite and now they're finite. And uh, what that really means is that, I mean, they really, they they overtook your life. They guided your life in a way where it was sincere and, and genuine and pure. Um, and, and they made us that they made us better. They made us better for who we are. And, and now that they're finite and that they are limited, um, they are not as, as pure and genuine. And and the extra three are being curious, being humble, and being brave. I do remember that, in, not necessarily in the way that we think about it today, and not in materialistic ways, but in very just childhood ways. And um, I did I did want to add those three and I did want to bring in the idea that I was thinking about this topic a little bit more and because of that those are five things that I do want to add into my life a little bit very slowly. Of course you can never get them back fully as they were but um, it won't be for lack of trying. So our last but not least uh, reflection is about the end or the consequence and this is going to be such an abstract topic so apologies for being very specific and going into too abstract but bear with me here the end or the consequence of a decision of, of anything or of your life or the role or the way that you think about how your life is going to end of, of any concept or or topic right the end or the consequence or the finale is is not as ordained as we think it is and and that's one of my tools and that I want to discuss but I also want to use an effort um, to hopefully increase my confidence and hopefully bring back some of that innocence those five traits of innocence that I that we discussed previously most of the time when we think about you know the consequence of a decision the aftermath of breaking off a relationship or a new job or moving or any big role that you have in your life and 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 your act your action through that um, the way that you carry yourself, we normally think of anything, no matter how small or big it is, as something with consequence, something with an end, and we think of it in such an ordained way as if it was written, and that's exactly how it's going to happen. By the time the end comes, we realize that it wasn't as we thought that it was, but it doesn't matter anywhere anymore because that end is the end, and you can't really go back to fix it. But the idea that I'm having and the perspective that I want to play with here, you know, in the next few minutes and hopefully practice in the next 
week or two is that what what if our mind was a bit more open to that end or that consequence or that finale uh what if it wasn't so specified and ordained in our heads is it is it an idea of comfort that we specify that or is it human nature or if it is a bit more opened and less enclosed is that going to at least help me in my journey of confidence and innocence again uh, a big roll of dice here these are just ideas and, and it's all an effort for me to be more sincere and vulnerable and, and genuine and original um, because those are parts of who I want to be um, and, and the parts of who I want to bring back um, to myself and so roll of the dice and, and as always we'll, we'll practice it the next few days and and we'll see, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, this is all also an effort to make sure that I don't look back, you know, 50 years from now and regret anything that I'm doing, which as of right now in my 20s, I look back and I regret not being assertive and not being confident. Uh, I mean, my entire life is, is as far back as I can think of. And so that being the one regret that is something that I'm continuously um looking forward to looking uh to work more on the idea with the regret is is really and this is this can be your final takeaway if you guys do remember that research I, I believe it was uh done by Tom Gilovich from Cornell and what he did basically was he went to the retirement home um, and he asked uh, the people there what they regret. Um, and so when he did that, he found out that much of what older people do regret is not necessarily what they did or what they experienced or what they loved or what they had. But it was the things that they didn't do, the things that they didn't have, the things that they didn't love fully. Um and and it goes back again to the fact that they don't have the time anymore to to do that. So they don't have the time or they don't have the money or they don't have the um the, the energy to do it, you know, and, and you were twenty and you can go skydiving and you can go bungee jumping versus now and so that's one of the, the things that I'm really trying to hone down in and, and understand and make sure that when I am looking back, I have lived my life fully to my greatest capability. Um, and regardless of any of these ideas flourish into something or not, it's the experience. It's the fact that I'm here and I'm trying and I will come back and I try again after the hundredth failure. Um, and so I hope that you guys can be the same way in as little bit of it as possible or as much of it as there is to have.